Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon, and this is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed as number nine of 43 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am Janice B. Gordon, a customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovating influencers to follow. In today's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast, my guest talks about the difference between AI and generative AI. Um, He has a, uh, is founder of a program that saves 10 times the time in order to not only research your your prospect, really understand what's top of mind for them, but very much more in a future focus rather than looking at the problems actually looking at what are the opportunities for this unique individual in this unique company and be able to generate content um, in order to uh, gain the interest of that particular um, person or organization absolutely fantastic discussion lots of knowledge is shared so you're going to really enjoy this My next guest is the visionary founder and CEO of XIQ, an award-winning B2B sales and marketing platform. He aims to humanize B2B sales and marketing by leveraging generative AI and psychology. He's a graduate of the University of Michigan before XIQ. He held various roles at SAP, including vice president of corporate development, product management, sales enablement, and digital commerce. So welcome to Scale Yourselves podcast, Osman Sheikh. Thank you very much. Good morning and uh, nice to be here with you, Janice. Uh, it's wonderful to, to have you. I was just saying before we recorded, I have been through a demonstration of, of the, the product. So I'm really keen to share um, what you've created with with this audience. So, um, Osman, let's start by just talking about, you know, the kind of foundations to this. Uh, What is AI versus generative AI? Yeah, so AI is essentially the ability to predict repeat patterns. So, you know, I see this a lot in the robotic process automation, car manufacturing, any kind of accounting processes where there's a lot of repeat number crunching. And AI would be the ability to recognize those patterns and then be able to reproduce them with some intelligence attached to them. Um, Generative AI is the ability to then start communicating and start using the, uh, the, what is known as a large language model which is the ability to communicate with corpuses and corpuses for you know the average layman is a database and so this database could be as big as the internet could be very specific databases such as what our company offers which is about company about companies information about companies or about people and then generative ai is able to generate a response by querying these very various databases and present that to you Right, right. So the the big talk whenever you go to conferences are often talking about chat GTP and there's there's various other kind of versions 
of it. And, and that's the thing that's made the difference. It's now generative AI, and it's a lot sharper and cleverer and, and trainable. Is that correct? That is correct. I think, PT, what it's done is it's made generative AI a household name. So, for example, at our company, XIQ, we created a derivative of generative AI way back in 87. And uh, sorry, not 87. What am I talking about? In about four years ago in 2018, that's mm -hmm. when we started and we had created a uh, generative AI output, which was the ability to analyze public data and use a model which was trained on behavioral science to predict the personality of an individual. But with chat GPT, this expanded the scope and they opened it up to just about everything on the internet up initially um, the September of 2021. And uh, <clears throat> now it's just recently become all the way very current. Um, and they were able to start asking questions of the internet and it was able to pick answers from multiple locations and then derive an answer for you. Um, but generative AI has really made it a household name and everybody knows about it now. And sorry, ChatGPT has made it a household name now. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, there's all, there was always a lot of fear around new technologies, AI, it means that sell, the sales professionals are gonna lose their jobs. Now, I that hasn't played out because pre-pandemic, there was lots of talk around this. And um, I don't know what your view is. I certainly don't believe this. And, you know, and it's not just sales. It's all roles will some will change and there'll be more of other roles. So it's about reskilling. And what's your, your view, the impact of AI on the sales profession? Yeah. So <clears throat> if I step back a little bit and, you know, in your experience, I'm sure you see this. I, I specialize in business to business sales and marketing. And um, and one of the things we've seen is that it's become really stale. The same practices we've been doing for the last 10, 15 years is the same thing we're doing. We're simple. We're sending out a lot of emails that mean absolutely nothing to me, that don't resonate with me at an intellectual, at an emotional, or at a personal level, right? And so it's the same cookie cutter kind of approach that is being utilized over and over again and uh, it's producing lesser and lesser and fewer and fewer results. So if you look at what's happening in the meanwhile, is that people are leaving a lot of information out there on social media, for example, on the internet, for example. People are writing blogs, people are tweeting, people are um, you know, now doing Instagrams and TikToks. Um, there's a LinkedIn, of course, and <clears throat> there's information out there. And in our civilian lives and not our professional lives, we are starting to experience a lot of personalization. In order to really do personalization properly, you have to be able to have some data points. Today, there is in access, there's lots and lots of data points out there. There's more data points than us as mere humans can, can really analyze. So AI is becoming a very important tool in the lives of salespeople to be able to analyze all these different data points. That could be related to my prospect company, it could be related to the individual, it could be about their competitors, it could be about the industry. Just imagine all those information, statistics that are out there that need to be really processed for me to be able to have an intelligent, highly personalized, unique, value-adding conversation with you. Right. So for us at XIQ, 
we call AI augmented intelligence for this reason, because it's able to collect all these various data points that are now in the sales process, that are almost a necessity for salespeople to be able to harness that intelligence and use it to create a competitive differentiator between themselves as somebody who can really personalize versus that generic old person who's doing following that cookie cutter approach. So I don't think it's going to take the job away. I think it's going to improve the job of the salesperson. It's going to enhance the job of the salesperson. And it is a very key critical competitive differentiator for salespeople who want to really stand out in a highly saturated market, digital marketplace today. I think it's interesting what you say uh, about the cookie cutter approach. And I think you're being quite generous. I think we've been doing the same thing for the last, you know, since the internet existed. It's not just a few years, it's too long. And this is why buyers have completely switched off to to us. Um, sick of hearing the same, tell me something new. Tell me something I haven't heard before. Me, personalized. So I absolutely get, uh, um, understand what you're, you're talking about. And it's, so let's talk um, a bit more about what you actually do, how you deliver this at XIQ. Yes, brilliant. So let's kind of build on that personalization bit and how can I add value to your life? So what do we do? We collect a lot of different public data points. We analyze them and we match them to a behavioral science model called DISC. DISC was invented, it's like a Myers-Briggs, it's a best assessment capability. This was invented about 100 years ago. And uh, <clears throat> with a high degree of accuracy, it can predict the four key personality types in an individual, which are dominant, influencing, steady, and conscientious. All of us have some degree of those. Um, and that determines how we react to information that's presented to us. So with XIQ, one of the things we can do is we can identify what would potentially motivate, what are the behavioral traits of an individual, how they like to be communicated to, how you should write an email. It can come in extremely handy in helping you prepare for meetings um, and communication. So now let's put it into how do we differentiate, help salespeople differentiate from others. A very, very important thing today in everybody's life is the term, what's in it for me? Right. So how can you help me? And uh, <clears throat> and what we've seen traditionally in that in that sales cycle is let's focus on the fear side of things. Let's focus on the problem statement. What are your headaches? What are your pain points? Well, that's yesterday's news. Today we are living in a new era. AI presents, according to McKinsey, one point four trillion dollars worth of sales productivity, one point trillion dollars annually of sales productivity. So how are we going to gather, you know, uh, benefit from that? How are we going to generate 1.4 million? The way we're going to do it is we're going to start talking about the net new opportunities that our prospects have. And XIQ, our tool, can actually predict that. So we can go in and we can query our AI chatbot who's called Gilroy. We can ask Gilroy, Gilroy, what are Janice's personal motivations and career growth opportunities in her podcasting career, right, for example. And the tool will be able to come back and say, well, these are the top 
personal motivation. What it's done is it's taken your personality, your behavioral type, and it's taken your profession. It's combined the two. And based on that, it's giving me a list of 10 net new things that you could potentially be doing. Second, what I can do is I can take my solutions and I can map them to your opportunities, not your problem statements, not your headaches, because you're not looking backwards. You're looking forward. You want to gain new opportunities. And this is a mind shift that sellers need to go through. Stop looking backwards over your shoulder at what is hurting me, what's breaking me down, because that's already done. The people who are already harness power of AI are moving very rapidly forward. So if I need to progress in my profession, I need to know what can I do to stay up or compete with the tomorrows for, for tomorrow. And in order to do that, as a seller, I need to be able to craft a story where I can talk about how my solution helps you get to tomorrow. So this is a huge differentiation. It's a it's a differentiation in terms of the approach. Stop creating this fear, uncertainty, and doomsday kind of scenarios. Stop talking about pain and start talking about positive things. Start talking about opportunity and then show the pathway on how your prospects can actually achieve those goals using your solutions. I think this is really an interesting perspective. I'm, I'm the kind of glass half full type of personality. And so in sales, what's always grated with me is this focus on, on you know, the pain points. And what I often talk about is, is let's kind of identify what are the priorities and looking forward. And I, and I think this is a very, very important perspective um, in sales because we know that the biggest barrier to any sale is the status quo and it, what made me think about this is said that's already happened the pain the past it's already happened so we're living in that with that pain and that status quo so there's a massive barrier not to do anything because i know what that feels like so this perspective of of yours about being very future focused and looking for the opportunities that's the thing that gets people to shift on okay well what are we doing next where are we going forward what is the priority? So I absolutely love what what you're saying. So how can um, this is a mindset shift? So how can whole operations start to shift in the direction they need to go to be more future relevant? Well, I think that people like yourself, people we we start to need to start evangelizing first and foremost. Let's look at the sheer order of magnitude of the paradigm shift that's taking place. AI is reducing every sort of cycle time. So agility becomes very, very important, right? Second, personalization is very important. I'm sure it happens to you, but it happens to me a lot. I received those emails which said, hey, Usman, and it says, hey, it doesn't say hi or hello or dear or any of those traditional more formal ways of greeting and by the way they've gotten so casual it's not even hi usman or hey usman hey there right so it starts with hey there did you see my email from last week and is there any interest two sentences i mean are you really serious is that a b2b outreach do you really expect anyone to respond to that in this day and age so so let's and that's your status quo. That's how people are. That's how a majority of salespeople are actually reaching out. So in, in light of that, 
what do we need to do? So the opportunity exists for us to personalize. Everybody is leaving digital breadcrumbs in the public domain today. Every and in in the United States, for especially among the young, younger generations, they expect that you pick up those digital breadcrumbs and you personalize a response for them. They expect that. That's part of your expectation today, right? They're not, you know, uh, in in some kind of my personal identity theft is going to take place and so on. They're like, look, I have said so many things. Why don't you know what I do? Why don't you know what is my role and responsibility? Why don't you know what my company is before you start selling me your competitive product? As if I didn't, you know, that's just ignorance. So the opportunity has to be, the opportunity is that there's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of room for forward thinking and we need to start. And these tools like AI, and I use the word tools, tools like AI are coming to help you analyze and personalize. So forward thinking salespeople need to start waking up. They need to start adopting that in their approach. We're not hiring salespeople or anybody for that matter to go and solve yesterday's problems. We're hiring them to help us do revenue growth. Keyword being growth. Growth is not going to happen from history. Growth is going to happen from the future. The way we tackle the future is totally different now. It's a different future. There's different sets of experts. As I said, you know, people expect you to know things about them. And um, and they, they want you to come and tell them. They want you to say, hey, this is what's happening within the industry. This is what could be a personal gain for you. This is a strategy we've crafted out specifically for you. So this is the what's in it for you over here. And this is how we can help you. That's how we build relationships in the future. And those salespeople and those companies that start realizing this will be the ones who will be able to really leapfrog because I think we're at a time, Janice, where leapfrogging is entirely possible. Smaller companies now have the bandwidth courtesy of AI to be able to really take in a lot of data and behave, offer customer experience, customer sales experience in a manner that's actually better than these huge large enterprise sales teams where they're passing you from the demand generation specialist to the sales development representative to the business development representative to the account executive to the solution engineer to the VP of sales. It's just a series of handoffs and it's a series of the first meetings taking place six times during the sales process. That's got to stop. This has to be a streamlined, much more focused um, approach in terms of how I engage with my customers. And Time is of the essence. These tools help me analyze and respond extremely fast and in an agile may, way. And so um, companies need to start doing, uh, they need to start thinking about where the next growth opportunity is coming from. Very simple. And, um, and then how can I channel the information that is required to help me um, become agile in, in taking a message out around growth? Okay, so help me to understand what we can do away with, where the agile, small, nimble organization with 
often we've come out of larger organizations that are quite cumbersome. What we often do is borrow the same processes and systems because we think that's the way we're supposed to do it. So in an ideal world, if you were setting it, what can we do away with? What does this platform and, and perhaps the newer uh, AI enabled tools enable us to do that we can do away with? So how can we create the streamline, the shortcuts? What would you say? I, I would say that the number one thing that we can do away with, and it's a it's a mindset thing, is going to the same places to get the same information that we can use. So people go to social media networks. We know which one. I'm not going to name one, but it's the most popular professional social media network. It doesn't really say anything. If it says anything, it's just saying what I wanted to say. It's a very controlled, crowdsourced, and um, you can't post anything about lawsuits or mergers and acquisitions or changes in leadership that might be taking place or new competitive products you're coming so what they do is they take run-of-the-mill information from from these standard professional uh, professional networks and they use it and you know what everybody's using the same information so then it all becomes great um, what we need to do is we need to start adopting um, tools that can help us do research faster. We need to get into the behavioral mindset of our prospects so we can actually communicate uh, in a better way. So if we are to doing, do away with it, we definitely need the social networks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't have those, but use those as a way to amplify your voice, to get your message out, to establish your brand, not as a place to go and conduct research. So we're mixing two things. We're taking a social media network, which was meant for professional networking, and we're using that as a sales tool. That's just not the definition, you know, just like CRM. CRM is a pipeline management um, and a management leadership forecast tool. It is not as an enabler. So we've got these mixed definitions uh, and wrong definitions and wrong expectations from tools that are not meant to do that. And when you have this mushroom effect around these tools, well, you know, the vendors also start believing, well, you know, we are a sales enabler. We are a sales tool. Um, and they start pitching that forward, whereas it was never designed to do that. So first thing, we need to realize what is the objective and purpose of the tools that we are using and use them in that manner. Be honest about it. Don't take a social media uh, professional networking tool and make it into your source of agents. Yes, I can find out that Janice is connected to Alice and Alice is connected to somebody else, and therefore I could find a way in there. That's great. But then what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Am I going to treat Janice exactly the same way as I treat Alice? No, I'm not, right? So that's where the distinction needs to start coming. So do away, get your definitions right in terms of what are the tools that are out there. And the other thing I would say is, uh, two other things I would say in terms of doing away. We have fragmented the hell out of the sales process. We've got to unify it back. We've got to bring in people that can go from A to Z in, or Z in America. They can go from A to Z with, with the sales process. Um, you have to have a unified interface with your client. You cannot be passing them past the parcel uh, with your clients. That's just not 
uh, acceptable these days. Um, and same with technology. We have overburdened our sales teams with an abundance of technology that is not necessary today. And this, an average sales guy today spends 28% um, of their time selling or in customer-related activities. That's just not what we are paying and hiring these individuals for. So we were to cut the noise around, make life a lot simpler, unify their experiences, give them the ability to sell instead of whipping them into updating their pipelines and forecasts, which are never accurate anyway, makes the manager feel really good about what's happening, but does not have an accurate representation of what life is and doesn't help me as a salesperson move one bar forward um, in, in selling. So do away with that fragmented landscape, start looking at tools in an honest manner in terms of what they're meant to do, and start looking at what, what's out there in terms of AI-generated, AI-powered tool sets. They're really going to help us move the bar. Be honest, I, I would say, at this point in time in terms of what you want to do. I think it's interesting that you say that this, you, in, your tool actually helps people identify the content faster i think 10 times faster the right so it's the right time the right um tone for that particular person so talk to me more about matt about this yeah so um you know knowing that an industry is going to be going through a shift that competitors have already started uh, for your prospects. The competitors have already started on journeys. Gathering that in is extremely time consuming. Research is a time vortex and majority of salespeople don't do that. Every good salesperson theoretically is supposed to conduct a SWOT analysis, strength, weakness, opportunity, threat analysis. Yet, we talk to a lot of salespeople, 99% and do not do SWOT analysis. Or SWOT analysis done by their growth intelligence teams or research teams, and that information comes to them um, much later than it could be actually useful in the sales cycle. So um, it's water under the bridge. Can't really use it at a time that I need to use it and therefore it's not helpful our tool on the other hand collects all this information and when you log into xiq it's already got the sort analysis built into it and now as a salesperson i don't really even need to go and invest time reading through that sort analysis or reading through the behavioral uh, insights that our tool has collected we have this chatbot called gilroy and Gilroy actually gets that information. I ask Gilroy, Gilroy, construct this strategy for Janice, specifically identifying her career, her personal career growth opportunities, her pain points, and how my solution can help. And it will come back and it will even craft, like in your world, where your podcast should be, what type of subjects you should potentially be bringing up and topics that you should be bringing up, who even could be your prospective clientele on these podcasts to help you. That, if I come equipped with that information and I've managed to get to that level of um, 
very pointed, um, um, you know, recommends. Then I earn your respect. Then I stand out from others. And now I'm helping you move the bar forward. And this is possible today with, for example, our tool, like I said, out of the box SWOT analysis, ask Gilroy. Gilroy goes through this, this enormous curated corpus of business news, financial statistics, annual reports, earnings, and couples it up with the behavioral insights gathered on a person, and then combines it and says it in a manner that's unique for you, it's unique for Alice, it's unique for David, leaked for John, it's got a personalization um, wrapper around it. That's where the bar is today. And that's going to be continuously improving and growing. And coming in there with a cookie cutter approach where somebody who's going in so equipped, and I'm telling you, hey, this is, you know, these are ideas, I'm creating ideas, I'm becoming your thought partner now. That's very different than me becoming a, a plumber to come in and fix in where the leaks are, right? Yeah. Very different kind of a partnership I'll have with you, a relationship I'll have with you, the sort of discussions I'll have with you. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to change it up a bit. If you're on a lens, what would mm -hmm. be the one thing you took with you, Osman? Water? No. Um... <laughs> You don't need that. You want a desert island. <laughs> I want a desert island. I would take with me, um, um, well, I could have said a book, but, you know, I'll run out of reading that book very, very quickly. If I can, uh, on a desert island, if I could have Gilroy, I'll be extremely happy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I love that. Well done. Okay. How can listeners get hold of you? So LinkedIn, great place. So U S M A N, first name, last name, Shake S H E I K H, um, -I -Q. um and um, look me up. I connect with a lot of people. I post a lot. I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok now. I'm also on all the social Twitter. So um, look, look me up. Always there. Excellent. Lovely. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your knowledge. Really enjoyed talking to you, Osman. Thank you for being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast. Thank you, Janice. Appreciated it. Really invigorating conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Yourselves podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the captioned show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.